The Art of the Pivot is brought to you by Signavio. Hello, Mark Jeffries here again with another Art of the Pivot podcast interview. Today, Yamini Rangan joins us. Yamini is the Chief Customer Officer for HubSpot, one of the world's leading software platforms for sales, marketing, and customer service. As CCO, Yamini leads HubSpot's marketing, sales, and services teams. Her focus is to reduce friction for customers. She's a tech industry veteran, having served in executive leadership roles at companies like Dropbox, Workday, and SAP. She's also a sought-after speaker on the global stage and has been named one of the most influential women in business by the San Francisco Business Times. Yamini, welcome. Where do we find you today? Oh, it is so great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. I am uh, in California and uh, holed up in Napa County. So it's well, good to be here. There's there's few nicer places than that. I'm holed up in Boston, literally, because there's so much snow outside, I, I can't even get out. But that aside, tell us a bit about HubSpot and perhaps start with the company's vision and core values. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do that. Um, as you said in the introduction, HubSpot has been around. We are uh, really focused on helping millions of organizations grow better. That is our mission statement. And our goal is to be the number one CRM for scaling companies. Um, that is uh, how we orient ourselves. And for those of your listeners that are wondering what CRM is, for us, it is actually marketing, sales, customer success, all of those key applications that enable organizations to provide a fantastic customer experience. And you asked about our core values. Um, Mark, the way we approach it is that we have two products. Uh, the first is our product, which really helps attract our customers. And the second is actually our culture, which helps attract employees. And we think about culture as much as we think about the product itself. And it's a really important part of HubSpot. And uh, if you think about the core values for the company, it is HEART. And the acronym HEART actually stands for the core values, which is uh, humility. You know, it is uh, adaptability. It is transparency. It is being remarkable all of those and, and being empathetic. Those are the five core values that form the acronym heart. And that's how we live our core values. It's a great way to position yourself. And it gives a signal, as you said, to potential employees, to your current team, uh, but also to customers as well. So you, you, I guess to an extent, you have to, you have to tread that fine line because your customers have got to see in you what they also hold close to heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're, you're exactly right. You just need to be balanced about it. But I think the fact that we focus a lot on our culture and uh, the core values are deeply embedded, not just as you know something that we put up on the poster, but we live by, is actually a competitive differentiator because our customers feel it and see it. Um, and more than ever, you know, customers look for not just great products, but great companies that they want to do business with. And I think that's where it is exceptionally important. Very much so. So you are, to my knowledge, the company's first chief customer officer. So what attracted you to that position? Because you obviously you have this great experience behind you. What was the mission and what made you sign on the dotted line? 
Yeah, yeah, you, your knowledge is exactly right. I am uh, the first um, chief customer officer. And I'll tell you, I think this role has been uh, up and coming in the technology and the SaaS space over the past maybe five to six years. And it's really based on two key things. The first one is that uh, it is all about the customer and the customer experience. Even when we think about selling, it's about how do we help as we sell. I think that is number one. And then the second part of it is all about delighting customers. It's not just important that you win customers, which used to be the case. You would celebrate wins, but it is much more about continuing the journey with customers and delighting you know, customers. And those two trends kind of have led to uh, this new role of chief customer officer. And if you think about HubSpot, HubSpot has always been focused on uh, customers. Solving for the customer is really part of how we approach everything within the organization. And so uh, when Brian approached me, uh, his whole you know, intention was to bring together marketing, sales, customer success, and all of the operations behind all of that into a single organization that can be focused much more on delivering delightful experiences for customer, as well as helping a scale. And, uh, you know, for me, this is just, you know, truly the dream job and the dream platform because helping millions of organizations bring together go-to-market and really help them grow better, uh, that is exciting. I think the customer centricity that we have within HubSpot is exciting. And the culture within the company is exciting. So the combination of all of those uh, made it, you know, very compelling for me. And I'm super excited about uh, what we're doing and how we're actually serving our customers as well. Very nice. Well, you obviously paint uh, a very uh, positive picture, which is wonderful. That's what customer success is all about. But I guess the other side of customer success is when there's an upset or a complaint or an issue or a challenge. How much of your and your team's time is fixing things that perhaps aren't perfect rather than focusing on how can we make success even more successful? Yeah, absolutely. Both are important. And you know, I think you know HubSpot and you know we've been talking about the flywheel, um, the concept of the flywheel. You know, we talked about it a couple of years uh, before at Inbound and it is really bringing together marketing, sales, customer success all together and putting the customer at the center. And the reason I bring this flywheel is that there are two parts of how you make the flywheel spin. The first part is actually removing friction from the flywheel and the second part is actually adding fuel to the flywheel. And the reason I say this is it really gets to the question that you're asking, which is, what do you do to remove the friction? What do you do to kind of like drive fuel? We pay attention to both of those parts. So on one hand, we're really looking at the entire end-to-end -end customer journey and improving that. On the other hand, feedback directly from customers on what's not working where there are sharp edges that we have created because of how we do business, we listen to that feedback. And more importantly, it's part of our DNA and culture to act on that feedback and improve you know, some of the processes. So I kind of would say we do both in terms of improving the customer experience. 
And, uh, and full disclosure at this point, uh, as we discussed before we started recording, I hosted uh, Inbound uh, two years straight for the HubSpot organization. And I remember Brian on stage with a giant flywheel talking about exactly this. So it's good to see that it continues to be a part of the organization. But, you know, requiring the organization to make, uh, I guess, to make the changes that you're talking about is pretty significant uh, because obviously things within HubSpot had to change. So from your perspective, how has change looked as it's gone through? Was it difficult? Did you face any challenges internally? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And I can only tell you that the last about 13 months, I joined HubSpot last January. So I can tell you the journey in the last 13 months. But I would say that the focus on the customer and the end-to-end experience has been there much longer and deeply embedded within HubSpot. And you know, for any organization that's looking to go on this journey, uh, the first and the most critical thing is it just needs to be in the culture and within the DNA of the organization. A lot of times, you know, people forget that, but it really has to start with, you know, the culture and the DNA. Then you can actually, you know, start the transformation journey by aligning on what is the strategy look, you know, uh, look like, right? The second step is really the strategy, but it really needs to start with the culture. We've done a lot in terms of having an aligned approach across all customer-facing organizations and across the entire company in terms of how we serve our customers better. So that's the second step. And then the third step in the process is really making sure that all of the customer-facing processes are coherent. And so I'd say it's kind of like the three-step process of culture, strategy, and then execution. So let me ask you a question. You, you came into HubSpot in a very senior position, invited by one of the top guys. And you, I guess, you had to make a difference because the, there was obviously when anyone new arrives at an organization, you've got to be seen to be doing something. But at the same time, there were great moves already afoot. So how did you personally decide on a direction and a path for your strategy? Were you able to get buy-in before you even arrived? Or did you work on that once you were there? I'm always fascinated to hear how immensely successful people like yourself become part of an organization that existed before. Yeah, I, I think this is a great question. It's a great question for anybody joining an organization, certainly in um, you know leadership positions. One of the things, I, I have a number of mentors that I go back to and ask whenever I'm making that transition. One of the best pieces of advice that I got is uh, seek to understand before seeking to be understood. You know, that... Uh, that piece of advice, you know, rang true for me because when an organization is as successful as HubSpot, uh, you don't want to come in. You want to come in to have impact, but you don't want to come in, you know, with a, a playbook that you think will work and you really need to understand. And so I spent the first hundred days of my time at HubSpot just listening and learning from the team. And it was a very broad set of stakeholders. I set up Roundtables with customers. I set up roundtable with partners. I set up roundtables with employees. I went on a listening tour with all of my direct folks. I talked to our board members. And so it was really spending a lot of time understanding a few things. One, what do they think that there that is working that we need to continue to make sure goes on the rails? Two, what are the biggest opportunities that uh, we have as a company, as an organization over the next few years? 
And three, what do they want me to, you know, really focus on and where do they want me not to change? And so just asking those three simple questions across, I probably spoke with 100, 120 people over the first couple of months. It really makes it very clear, right? Then it's not my playbook. It's not something that has worked for me in the past that I'm bringing in, but it's really what the organization needs and where it's obvious, you know, that we need to be making change. And so that was the process. And at the end of the process, I kind of had five observations. I presented it to the organization and I got a lot of feedback at that point too. And it was then, you know, started the process of iTrading and really getting the organization aligned on the next, you know, set of strategies. And so the process evolved as I sensed, learned, and understood what needed to happen within the organization. So it was a natural evolution rather than, you know, a shock to the system. And I love that HubSpot really set up the situation so you could do that listening tour. Out of interest, you'd obviously done your due diligence. You don't join an organization at HubSpot without really understanding what it offers and what you can do for it. And despite that due diligence, how often were you surprised? As you did your listening tour, as you spoke to different groups, different people, how often were your own preconceptions challenged? And you thought, huh, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I think positive, more positive surprises in my in my perspective. I think you can do a certain amount of due diligence, talking to people, reading 10Ks, reading 10Qs, and looking uh, at the company from the external perspective. And I think there's something special about HubSpot from a culture. Uh, I have to say that my uh, overall perception of HubSpot started when I read the culture code. There is a beautiful deck. You know, there's a lot of people that have, you know, put thought into that deck. When I read it, I was like, this seems like home to me. This seems like a fantastic place. And so what was positively surprising is that um, the culture code does not live in a slide deck. It actually lives within you know, the walls and the different, you know, aspects of HubSpot. So it was positive surprise to see that it's just there as part of the DNA. And I also think that um, part of that positive surprise was seeing an organization that is constantly growing and learning. Uh, I just love that growth mindset. And honestly, I've been like super impressed with with that. So I'd say, uh, yes, you know, surprises, but mostly positive surprises in terms of, uh, the passion that the team brings in as well as the culture of the organization. Very nice. All right, let, let's turn the conversation back to customer success and customer focus. You know, all organizations, and, and you know from my story, I work with a different company almost every day in this virtual world, and I hear it over and over again. Customer obsessed, customer focused, customer centric. How is it different at HubSpot? How are you guys innovating on this front? And any ideas that you could share with the wider audience about this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I think you bring up a really good point. You know, over the last uh, five, 10 years, this customer focus is, you know, rang true in almost every conversation. But here's the difference. The difference is that customer focus is not an initiative. It's not something that one team within an organization does. It is the way of being. I think that is fundamentally different. And a lot of companies, you know, say, hey, we have... One of the core initiatives for this year is being customer focused. Then what happens next year? What happens the year after that? What happens if it's not a team that is focused? And so I think the difference uh, in terms of 
how you bring this to life is the way of being. It's deeply embedded within the DNA of the company. And I'll give you two very specific um, ways in which we think about customer obsession, how it comes into play at HubSpot. First of all, from a product perspective, right? Our product, um, instead of buying and cobbling together different products and uh, really making that work, which a lot of organizations do, and it ends up impacting the customer experience, we've taken a fundamentally different approach to build. And that approach to build came from our obsession about customer experience. We want it to be you know, streamlined. So we have a very you know, crafted approach versus a cobble approach. And that is fundamental to what we offer. The second part, which is a game changer in my experience, Mark, is that the product organization carries the customer NPS goal. I've never seen this you know, being so effective as it is at HubSpot. And the reason is that in most organizations, and I've you know, been in that place where I've carried the NPS role being on the go-to-market side, and then the product kind of throws the product, and then I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this? But I think the fundamental difference is that product organization HubSpot carries the NPS goal. They care so much about the customer experience. So I think the, the way we've set that up works really well. On the go-to-market side, what we have really aimed to do is to have a customer in approach to strategy rather than a function out approach to strategy. So rather than having a, a marketing strategy, a sales strategy, a customer success strategy, an operations strategy, we look at it as what does the end-to-end customer experience need to look like? How do we actually differentiate and how do we make it you know, easy for our customers to interact with us in every stage of their interaction, whether it is in product or out, out of product? And so those two fundamentally set us up in a place where it's not a focus for a year. It's not an initiative. It's the way that we are and which, you know, really shows up uh, in terms of how we interact with our customers. So it, just listening to you tell that story at every at every key point from the beginning of R&D of the product all the way through to the final deliverable, it sounds to me that, that HubSpot customers have a real voice and a real presence. Uh, is that something you've been able to grow or did it exist when you arrived? Uh I, I will say I can't take credit for any of this because it has been there, part of the DNA of the company. But I will tell you, uh, one of the big changes that we did in the last couple of years is voice of customer program. And, um, you know, this was, uh, we knew that we needed to get the feedback, but we needed to make it in a scalable manner and to really hit on the most relevant, you know, topics for our customers. And so every month, we start the month as a management team, as the key executive team, we call it the, the customer first meeting. We start with bringing a panel of customers directly hearing from them on a particular topic. And the topic varies by month. It de- depends on what you know is a key trend that we are seeing within our customer ecosystem. And then followed from that is a whole analytical deep dive that the voice of the customer team brings together and puts forth. And by far, this is my favorite meeting because we are able to blend direct customer feedback to the quantitative feedback and really get the entire management team aligned. So, you know, no one has to go to another, you know, leadership person and say, hey, I need this because they're all listening. They're hearing it directly from the customer. So I think listening posts 
like the ones that we have created are exceptionally important. And then the feedback loop, you know, whether it is to product or support or customer success or any part of the organization, the feedback loop from the customers back to them. And then the feedback loop back to the customers is exceptionally important. And I think that's how you operationalize, uh, you know, the customer focused and customer obsessive culture. I love it. Our time is almost up. So two final questions. There are a lot of people listening and, and watching right now who are probably a lot further behind HubSpot when it comes to focusing on customer success. Any top tips, any wisdom you would share in terms of make sure you have this in place? There's lots people can do, but is there one thing that you would share with everyone watching and listening right now? Yeah, it goes back to what I said before. Treat customer focus not as a team goal or an initiative in a given year, but really treat it as the way of being for the company. That means that you have to get the culture aligned and you have to get the key stakeholders aligned on how important it is for the company. Start there. That's probably the harder part to do because you can have strategies, you can have playbooks, you can have initiatives, but you know none of that will matter if you don't get you know the whole uh, DNA you know aligned towards the customer focus. So I think it's it's uh, exceptionally hard to do, but it is the most important thing that you can do. So start with the culture and start with getting your executive management team aligned on the importance of being customer focused. Then go and execute on the place. And a lot of times companies flip it around and then they wonder why they've not gotten all of the results. So I'd really encourage you to think about how to set up the organization for being a customer focused organization. It's like an essential foundation. Brilliant. All right. So last question is what's next? Anything you can give us a heads up on either from your own perspective or HubSpots? What's on the horizon as we push through 2021? Yeah, the focus for HubSpot continues to be helping millions of organizations grow better. And the focus, particularly this year, both from a product as well as a go-to-market perspective, is to be the number one CRM for scaling companies. So a lot of the product announcements as well as how we go to market is really focused on establishing ourselves as CRM for scaling companies. So you'll see a lot about that, you know, as we go through this year uh, from product announcements, as well as the focus and execution that we have in terms of the go-to-market organization. So pretty exciting. We're like thrilled about the journey we are in and uh, thrilled to be part of this conversation with you, Mark. Yamini Rangan, thank you so much for not just sharing your time with us, but your insight, your ideas, and your story. We, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Pleasure is mine. Thanks so much for the conversation. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Art of the Pivot is brought to you by Signavio.